Welcome to the Healthy You podcast, where we will be chatting to a different guest each episode to find out what being healthy means to them. My name is Carrie. I'm a Senior Active Lifestyles Officer at Cambridge City Council, one of the Healthy You delivery partners, and I'll be your host for today's episode. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome today's guest, Marlene Sharp-Westwood, who is and has been for a number of years working as a specialist exercise instructor across Cambridge and South Cambridgeshire districts. Marlene, thank you so much for joining me today. I've had the pleasure of working with you for so many years, but perhaps you can first tell our listeners a little bit about the work that you do and how you got into it and how long you've been doing this work for. Okay, well, I work on the GP referral scheme for the Cambridge City Council. Um, and over the past years, I've uh, referred cli- I've had clients referred to me from many different health professionals, like um, the physios and Adam Brooks stroke and cardiac and cancer units. Uh, units. Um, at the moment, I teach three uh, long-term condition classes, which have many people from them with many different um, health problems like MS, Parkinson, joint replacements and rheumatoid arthritis, and also mental health issues. Um, After I've assessed them, which I sometimes do, uh, I I work within a team that do the assessing as well. Um, I teach these classes and I have people come in the classes and I have to adapt the exercises to suit their needs. Yeah. And it's, um, it's something I've, I know that you've been doing for such a long time now. And, um, you've obviously been working with us and in this field of specialist instruction for, for so long. Um, I know that it is particularly rewarding, but what is it do you think that, um, keeps you wanting to come back and doing it? Oh, now that's a <laughs> Why I want to keep teaching this, why I want to keep helping people. That's one of the main reasons I get a great pleasure and personal satisfaction in seeing people of all ages and with medical conditions regaining the ability to move. Yeah. With more ease and, enjoy, and enjoying exercise. I mean, I love movement and dance and music. I like sport. And I think other people, whatever, should enjoy that as well. Yeah. Uh, I also understand that a lot of people can't do that. They can't go out and play football anymore. Yeah. But, you know, so uh, my satisfaction is getting them to be able to do the things they want to do, even if it's as simple as putting the washing out. And they're the, I think they're, they're where you see the biggest gains and rewards, aren't they, Marlene? In- and actually, it's not always about being able to do these mammoth tasks, these mammoth events, actually, but actually having someone come back to you and say, oh, my God, I've been able to, you know, like you say, put the washing out. That's the first time I've been able to do that in however long or, you know, being able to just um, get out of the chair, my chair without having to ask somebody to help me or do those types of things, I think, actually, are a lot I mean, more yeah. rewarding. I mean, I had one lady who had a stroke. She wanted to be able to get on the floor and get off the floor so she could do gardening. And we spent weeks working out how she could get on the floor and how she could get back up. And it took her weeks. We had to take a long time 
But then she used to come in class and nobody else in the class did this exercise. She would just do it. She'd go, well, that's that's my space and I'm going to get, get, get up and down off the floor. She wouldn't even have a mat because she said, I haven't got a mat at home. Yeah. So I need to practice it. And she used to do it and she we used to watch her and she was very careful. But it helped her no end. She used to go out in the garden and pick the apples up on, under, from under the apple tree in the autumn. And that to her was great again because she'd not been able to do it for years yeah it is she just gave her back a purpose or independence in life yeah absolutely and um it is just those those things you take for granted isn't it really that that actually you forget that so many people for all kinds of reasons medically lose their ability to do these things which we all take quite right. often for granted mm. um and as a result, I guess, Marlene, what it does mean is that when you see clients that come into class and come to you for the first time, you do really have to be pretty adaptable and, and you know, make changes quite often off the cuff and yeah. think, hey, that's not working for that person. We need to try something different. And that takes quite a skill set. Yeah, I, I, you know, I will say to them, right, we're going to work together on these on this. Um, and I won't, I, I always had to say to them, you know, it, some things will be trial and error. We'll try something. If it doesn't work, it'll, we'll change it. You know, yeah. what I say, if you say to me, I go, I can't do that. It's too painful. Then we have to change it. We have to do something else. It's not working. And, and that is one of the other reasons that I like working in this field is I like that challenge of being able to work it out, see what I can do to help. And some things are off the cuff. Some things are really weird. I had some people with a stroke. And I took in a what I call a whirly gig. It's oh, a, yes, yes. You put it's got little pegs on. Yeah. And I took in bits of material, and they had to use the pegs and put the material on the pegs because their hands didn't work very well. Yes. And you know why have you got that? You know why are you taking that in? Somebody said because I want them to practice their pincer movement. Yes, yes. And it's practical. Putting, putting something on some pegs is a practical practical um functional activity and they would do it and i and i had one lady who couldn't she had a stroke on her left side and was left-handed and we had one table set up that had a notepad and every week she would practice writing her name yeah not exercise as some people would see it no absolutely not exercise for them yeah and it's about those activities of daily living isn't it that's what um we try to promote i guess within our classes that actually it is about getting back some of those skill set like you say um not exercise as you'd know it but just exercise in a different way i mean don't get me wrong you know if they were doing sit to stand they'd be getting some fitness out of it as well as it being functional it would be a fitness because they would get a bit breathless so yeah, they're increasing their fitness and that's really important because if their fitness goes up a little bit they can do lots of things other things without getting tired yeah yeah it makes a big difference you know if you know some people if they can get dressed and they're not tired that means they can go out for lunch yes Whereas if they were on the fitness level didn't go up, they couldn't get getting dressed in the morning, just wore them out. They'd sleep over lunch, but yeah. you know, got fitter, they can go out and see their friends for lunch. And, and that to me is quite important. Yeah, absolutely. It's giving people that 
ability to carry on functionally, isn't it? Yeah. Doing things they enjoy. Life. I mean, yeah. if you have a stroke or even cardiac event or, you know, some other long-term condition and all of a sudden you have to stop seeing what doing and seeing people you want to see that's yeah. that's devastating yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah and i know that many of your clients um have been coming to your classes for years and years and years and um what do you think keeps them coming back and what do you think are the necessary ingredients as such to a class that keeps those clients wanting to come back and do more well, I've been thinking about this. <laughs> um, you really do need to talk to the clients. But on reflection, I have a list of things that I think they come back for. Okay. Uh, I think I am quite an approachable person. Yes. Um, and I'm quite good at listening to problems. Yes. And I don't like to be judgmental. Some yes. people say things to me and I think, no way. But you have to listen because it's affecting them yeah yeah now, you might think it's trivial absolutely trivial but actually to them it's not yes it's not to them and you know i'm quite approachable i like to listen to them and i do i will give the advice if it's appropriate uh -huh. they might take it they might not some of it's not not always what they want to hear yes um you know i but i will say you know, I think you need to do this or I think you need to do that. And some of them aren't happy with some of it, but some of them do have a go and do do it. Um, I also uh, think a lot of them come back uh, because I like to involve the class. If we have a new person, you know, I like to introduce them to the class and, and chat to them. And I like to chat to the class anyway. So if somebody says something one week, hopefully I remember it and ask them about it the following week. And it's, that, it's building that rapport, isn't it? And that that relationship with with people that um, is really important. And like we so often see, isn't it, in a lot of the classes is that they do their exercise, but actually afterwards they then go off and have a coffee or have a chat with other members in the class that are perhaps in a similar situation to them. Do you, do you think you find that quite a lot? And I think they've made new, some of them have made new friends. Yes. They have lunch with them. They see them on a Saturday. They go around each other's houses. They found out they like doing the same hobbies. Yeah. And they, they're out. Um, I mean, I've also had things like charity weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about those. Charity weeks. Well, these, until last year, last year we managed to fit in a charity week before we had lockdown number one. Yeah. Um, and, um, we did raise about one and a half thousand pounds in four days. Yeah, it's amazing. We all had to wear red things last year. But over the years, we've worn pom-poms. That was an amazing year. <laughs> Everybody had a little bit of a grumble about pom-poms. Then it all started to open up. People were bringing in wool and swapping wool and telling each other how to make pom-poms and then some of the older girls would come in and say can you remember about it on the milk bottle tops oh goodness really <laughs> no and then they tell me all about the milk bottle tops and they had proper pom-poms and then somebody went and bought a pom-pom maker and made pom-poms and then some of the men refused to make them so i got some of the ladies to make them 
And then for charity, we sold them to the men. Amazing. I put the money into the charity pot. <laughs> um, uh, and then when, and then it carried on. When we, after we'd wore them for the week, I mean, I had pom poms all over me. I even went to a petrol station at Sainsbury's with pom poms on, and the <laughs> staff just looked at me. But obviously, they'd been told not to be rude to clients, so yeah. they weren't allowed to say anything. And they said please tell me why you're wearing all those pom-poms and I told her and she thought she thought it was great yeah amazing and then after class after we'd done the pom-pom week the pom-poms went to the people who made we all collected them to the people who made toys for cats and they went there and they went and they were used to make toys for cats and some people took them to put pom-poms and make knitted hats and put little pom-poms on hats Oh, I mean, it is a. I mean, I don't know if you've ever tallied how much you've actually raised. Um, I have. I think it comes to about fifteen thousand pound. That's in the amazing years. in all that time and so many. And it's a week, as I know, I know so many local charities that have benefited from what yeah, you've done. Yeah, um, lots of charities, which is just right. amazing. But it's having that sense of community, isn't it, in a yeah. class and doing those yeah. types of things that I think is really important and and gives um, participants a reason to keep continuing and coming I mean, back. I mean, we've had tea. I don't know. I can't if you remember. We had uh, we've had a couple of tea and cake coffee afternoons at the Meadows on a Saturday um, where we have had a raffle. And a quiz. And that that just goes down. They love the quizzes. Yeah, they don't the quizzes. I can't answer them, but other people can. <laughs> and um, and invi- I've invited everybody I teach to come, and it worked out fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Any money left over all went back into the charity, and and it was a it was an afternoon out. Yeah, it's just it's just in, it's just amazing how much I think Marlene that you've helped to develop this this community within classes and um this feeling of belonging i think to mm. something and um taking real enjoyment in that um and i actually think a lot of instructors working in 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 the field could you know really should take note of that actually that it's not just about what you're teaching and how you're teaching it but it's the way you develop the relationships and how um the community around those classes, which is equally as important to people coming back. Um, and particularly for people, I think that have got long-term medical conditions, which can be obviously quite isolating and 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 really, really hard to live with, um, which obviously takes a massive toll on people's both physical and emotional health. Um, I mean, I, I know that many of your participants have particularly challenging and often hard to manage health conditions um and what would you say do you think to those that are perhaps in similar circumstances who want to become more active but but perhaps don't know where or how to start are a bit fearful of starting maybe yeah that's the problem they're a bit fearful but you know i'd like to say to them you know if you want to feel a bit more confident and happier in yourselves and enjoy your life a little bit more you know, you should, they should, you know, consider getting a little bit fitter. And, and the, the first point of call, if possible, is the GP. Yes. 
that that is where you've got to go and you've got to say to them this is what i'd like to do yes um if you could if there's any leaflets you want to do some exercise you know you want to do some exercise but safely is there any leaflets and and if they can't do that you know ring the, the leaflets have got our numbers on yes um, but we are supposed to when we do need a referral from the gp but you know if you ring us and talk to us first that might convince you to go back to your gp and 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 get a referral yeah absolutely and and there are obviously um if you not you necessarily just your gp but possibly other health professionals that you're working with like maybe it's a physiotherapist or um a practice nurse maybe that you're seeing a bit more frequently than your gp that actually if you were to talk to them about it or even social prescribers now as well that are working in surgeries that actually if you're referred to one of those to have a chat about what options are available for them locally to take part in these classes because we're quite fortunate i would say in cambridge city um south cams and in many other of the districts actually in the county to have quite a a plethora of specialist classes really available that people can go to um but it's finding out that information isn't it and making people aware of that we are there and we are there to help i mean people have stopped me at the meadows when i've been walking in yes and after what passed and people have stopped me and said do you do the gp referral and they've asked me and i don't mind you know, I do have leaflets on me, but I don't mind taking their name and number and saying, I'll call you back. Yes. Obviously I'm going to teach a class, but I don't mind that at all. Yeah. I have a card on me. I'll give them a card and say, can you ring me and leave a message and then I'll get back to you. Um, and, and, and all that, because I want people to benefit. Yeah. And it's, it's right to say, isn't it as well, that everybody who comes to your class now has all had to start at some point so they've all been in that position where they've perhaps been a bit fearful or a bit apprehensive about coming into a class for the first time not really knowing what to expect and is it going to be of any benefit to them and and everybody in the class has been in that position as well so is empathetic towards that person too um as a result don't you think that you know that people welcome them as probably a bit more as a result yeah yeah i do and, and you know if they just wanted to come and come in and just sit and watch yeah. watch yeah. the class see what happens if this you know if it, if it reduces the anxiety and they want to see what we do i don't mind people just coming in and just observing and having a watch for a week um but usually they come in and i don't really like them to just watch <laughs> <laughs> you'd like them to get involved don't you marley yeah sometimes they come in and then i go would you like a band at the <laughs> strength bit and just let them have a little go with it I yeah think it helps a bit like getting to know you session yes and i'm yeah. sure people sometimes when they just go and have a go they're they're probably quite surprised sometimes at what they can do or mm. perhaps what they can't do as well which is a bit of an eye opener i imagine yeah, yeah. i think so too yeah but obviously, uh, this year. I also think, you know, if you're an older generation, sometimes you, you think exercise is like what you did at school. Yes. And it's not. It's, it's totally changed. We're not going to be running through puddles and water and make you wear like no that. clothes <laughs> and get freezing cold. You know, you wear your normal clothes. Yeah. Just black shoes. If you, if you, you know, if you like putting up your sports, got, like to go and buy some sports 
clothes and equipment, then that's nice. But you don't have to. You can just come in a pair of trousers and a t-shirt. And that's flat shoes, and that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. But people get worried about what they're expected, and sometimes they think about the school, what they did at school, and that puts them off for a start. Yeah, maybe horrible running in freezing cold weather in little shorts and t-shirts years ago. Yes, thank goodness we don't do that anymore, hey? (laughs) I did. Did you do that, Carrie? I think I did. Yeah, probably in the 80s. I think that was something we did quite a lot of, yeah. Cold weather. Yeah. Two PE pants and a yellow top. Off you go. Absolutely, and out you go. Um, All weathers. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is, it's it's important, isn't it, to make people aware that, yeah, it's all about comfort. Yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, coming and and just having a go, really, and just seeing how you get on. Um, But obviously, we know that this past year has been particularly challenging because people just haven't been able to come and have a go. Um, It's been a really difficult time for everybody in the health and fitness industry, and there's been so much uncertainty because it's COVID, and we've had to diversify the way that we work quite a bit um and i know and i really feel for my colleagues working in the field because it has been such an uncertain time Mm -hmm. so how have the lockdowns been for you marlene what impact oh (laughs) i've had many anxious moments i'm you know mainly self-employed uh you know i taught a class on a tuesday night the 17th of march that was it that was it the 17th of march i taught a class and stopped Yes. The first four days, I took the opportunity and decorated my toilet. <laughs> because my brain, my brain just said, you're on holiday for a week. Yes. And then slowly it kicked in that I wasn't on holiday for a week. And I started to get a bit anxious because, you know, I built up my self-employed business. And all of a sudden it stopped. I didn't, I didn't want to retire. No. You know, I didn't want to retire. I didn't want to gap year. Um, and I couldn't do anything about it. No. Um, I did actually um, sort of struggle with the loss of identity. Yeah. Who am I now? Who am I now? I like my job. Yeah. What am I going to do with my life? Am I going to get back to normal? Uh, you know, sort of pe- same thing feeling as people who have maybe had a stroke or heart attack or any other disability disease or health problem. Mine was mentally, how am I, how am I, what am I going to do now? Yes. You know, and it, it did concern me, but I'm a bit of a gung-ho, gung-ho person and I went and got a job. Yes. As an essential worker, essential worker at my local co-op. So you diversified for a bit, didn't you, Marlene? I did diversify. Yes, it was, it was a challenge. That was challenging. I don't like, I'd, anybody who can work a till, I praise them. <laughs> you just swipe things through with the barcode. You don't. They're just very challenging. And um, at the time, uh, they didn't have time to train us. The one no. and the lady, they had no time. I had two hours training. Off you go. On a till. Off you go. Yes. It's and then you get a different type of skill set to learn, wasn't it, Marlene? Yeah. In a short period of time. Yeah, but my people person skills came in very useful yeah absolutely i don't know if you remember but you could only have you were rationed that's right yeah 
two of this, two of that, two of this, two of that. Why can't I have four chocolate bars? Because yes. you could only have two. It's hard to believe we were living like that just a year ago. Pizzas, bread, flour, eggs, chocolate, anything, everything at the co-op because it was the it was the only big shop in the village and people were told not to go out of the village. Yes. Buy local, don't go anywhere else. And it was challenging, I must admit. And I was I stayed there for six six months. Yes. And then I decided not to. Yes. And, and some classes reopened well, before that's lockdown number two. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I, I know that you also um, use technology, didn't you, Marlene, as well? To, to start classes. classes. This very nice lady, you see, this is what happens. You make, you find relationships everywhere. A lady who I taught for many years emailed me, Marlene, I'm doing my choir on Zoom. Can't you do fitness classes? I went, woo. And then she said, I'll send you a Zoom meeting and we'll talk about it. I went, okay. So I did it. And I got my Zoom set up and everything. And I and then I decided that I needed to have more than 40 minutes because you could have 40 minutes free. That's right. I needed to have an hour. So then I bought Zoom, paid a monthly fee for Zoom, and I started um, a strength and balance class too. And then it developed into um, an active retired class, which was a bit harder than the strength and balance class. And then I set up an active class twice a week, which was for people that can jog and do running and all sorts of things. That was a harder class. And then I thought, well, maybe I could do a cardiac class. So I did do a cardiac class and that is still running. Amazing. And then I taught tap dancing. Amazing, because I know this is another passion of yours that we share, Marlene, oh, is tap dancing. Dancing. And, um, uh, tap dancing is a difficult one via Zoom, I would think. Extremely. You yeah. have to be very good at squats, because yeah. what happens is you turn the um, your your screen onto your feet, so then and then you have to bob up and down to talk to people, because it's rude talking to people and they can only look at your feet. It's just rude. <laughs> And then I decided to do this little number where we had to have hats to yeah. one singular sensation. So all the hats came out and then we'd have to do a foot foot um, shot of how we all were moving our feet. And then we'd have to put, do it again, but turn our screens up so we could see if we we're moving the hats at the right time. Amazing. Yeah, and I learned how to do share the music. Um, that was a bit tricky, how to get the sound over properly. I actually had to go, I bought a better mic in the end, yeah. which is absolutely super. And that was another lady who came to class, Marlene, this, I teach you, I'm teaching music over, over Zoom. You need this mic. And that's made such a difference. Just things like that, isn't it? That yeah, Fantastic people just giving me tim hints yeah. and tips how to do it all. And I know that the success of the Zoom classes means that you're still doing them, even though some classes have come back, aren't you? That actually, I've closed, I've closed some. Yes, I've closed a few, um, and I've said to them, I've got a couple of people. I teach a couple of classes in Sawston, and none of the classes are open at all. Right. Yeah. Um, and they're in churches that aren't letting us reuse again, and a health centre that's not letting us reuse. Yeah. So those people are coming into class, but some. Some are doing face-to-face -face and Zoom. 
Yes. So they're coming, they're coming, they're back to face to face. And then two days later, they come on a Zoom class. And actually what's happened as a result of the pandemic is that people have been sort of forced to think about the way that they exercise differently, haven't they? Whether it be, so they've not been able to go maybe to a gym or their normal class in a centre or whatever, but actually what has presented them with these other options that perhaps they would never have thought about before, um, you know, doing a class over Zoom or, or um, you know, just doing more outdoor activity generally as well. And, and, and people have, have embraced that, I think. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, I've had people who've said, they've emailed me and said, I've never used Zoom before. I have no idea. I said, just click on the link. Yes. Click on the link and just go on that and see how you get on. Yeah. Just try it, try it, try it. And some of them did try it and then they'd get the, they'd get the fit picture up, but they couldn't talk. And then you'd have to tell them where to press buttons. And they all took it on. One lady, her, her family live in New Zealand right she zoom so they would she would ring they would ring her and tell her how to do it over the phone and once she'd done it a few times she was fine isn't that incredible that you know yeah. able to use the technology to be able to do that i mean it it, it has opened our eyes up i think as a service to, to how we can deliver things differently that actually doesn't necessarily have to be in this quite traditional way that there are things that we can do to engage people in other ways. And um, I think as a result, we, we're looking at our services and seeing how we can evolve the exercise referral service in particular to become a bit more accessible. I, I, I just want to, this one thing though, I didn't take in on, on any new people. I was asked to take on new people. Yes. Because I'd never seen them. Yes. Yeah. I would have sent them health forms. There was a couple to my more active classes, which was fine. But some of them, I, I just that said, you know, I have never met them before. I don't know what's really wrong with them. You can't see them move because you, you can't see them move properly anyway. Yeah. So um, I didn't really have any new people. Um, so they're all people I'd seen move before. Yeah. So that what's exciting now is that we're able to restart our services again um, on a face to face basis, which I know has happened. You know, it's been such a long time in company coming and now it's happened is really exciting. And um, I know that all of our exercise referral services with you, Marlene, have now resumed um, just in the last week. Um, and so what would you what has the response been? Has it been good? Very good, very good. Now, look, I've had a few that have come back. I've rang up and they've gone, I'm still a bit anxious about coming back. Yeah. I've explained that we're following guidelines, that they have to sit and because some of them were like circuit training classes. So you moved around the room and you, you all shared equipment. And I sort of said, none of that's happening, but you will be exercised. You will bring, they've all got their own bands. They're all bring their own resistance bands. I said, you, we've got a chair. You either stand behind it or sit on the chair. You don't move around the room. Oh, okay. Oh, now I know it's like that. I, I'm going to come back. And so some of them have been a bit anxious. And then they've come back. Oh, I'm glad you started back, Marlene. Yeah. I'm really pleased you're back. I'm glad to be back. Gives, gives them a purpose as well. I'm and sure. they, they go, on a Tuesday, I'm doing keep fit. On a Friday, I'm doing keep fit. And they've got a routine back in their life. It's not like just just being at home on their own some of them have been on their own for months time it's just 
when you um, about it. And they were a bit sad about that. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so that's why this. I'm sure the the impact of the lockdowns has been, I'm sure, quite varying on on. Well, it's been varying on everybody really, but on your clients in particular, I'm sure you've seen quite an impact on the lockdowns generally. Some of them has just said, "We're yeah. so unfit, Marlene. I'm struggling to get up and downstairs now." So, you know, there we go. We've got to get them back, get them a bit fitter so they can get back up and downstairs without being breathless. Yeah. But I guess the, and the important thing to say to clients, isn't it, is that actually you can regain this again. Uh, it might take us a bit of time, but actually there's no reason why we can't, you know, get you back to this point. And um, it's important that people understand that, that if, if they've not been as active as perhaps they... Um, they were prior to lockdown that actually there's lot there's no reason why you can't regain that fitness that maybe you've lost no 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 they're, they're, they're pleased to be back you know even though you know they've said to me you know i didn't know whether i could still drive yes i haven't driven i've only driven about twice in the last six months yeah shopping delivered or people have been doing it for them because they were classed as vulnerable um and so they were pleased to get back in their car and have somewhere to go. Um, I know how they felt. I didn't drive for about three months either. And that was a bit strange. I know. I remember getting in my car quite recently for the first time. Um, and it was dark, driving in the dark. And I, driving in the dark. It, it felt so strange or really surreal. I couldn't remember the last time that I'd actually taken a journey in the dark. And it's, it, it's amazing how quickly you forget these things. Now, I, in, in the first lockdown, I didn't drive my car for about three months. When I went to get in it, flat. Completely flat. flat. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, once we'd sorted that out, I, um, I then had to get in my car once a week, drive for eight miles, go round a roundabout and drive back. Just to and get I did that every round. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah quite pleased to get back none of them said the cars were flat so obviously they were lucky <laughs> um, um well we, we're just so pleased that um we've been able to restart these the services back obviously in a safe and um staggered way and um it we're hoping very much now that the um that this is how it will remain and that we will not no longer be in a position where we have to close but it's um just a matter of waiting and seeing and seeing what happens as things pan out um but what's comforting to know is that so many people have wanted to come back um and many i'm sure have received their vaccines and things now fully vaccinated too so i'm sure in time we're hopefully as confidence grows um we'll see more people returning as well which is fab um so before we wrap it up, Marlene, we're asking all of our guests the same question, and that is, what does being healthy mean to you? It means that I could teach all of these classes without feeling exhausted. Amazing. <laughs> uh, personally, being fitter makes me feel good physically and mentally too, as, yeah. as it does everybody. Um, and, you know, I, I, I do teach some weeks for other classes as well i can be teaching when i'm back up to full strength at least 26 classes a week wow um and and i like because i can if i keep fit and i do do a bit of running um and i walk the dog every day and 
just being fit means I can do lots of other things like dig and weed my garden without feeling oh I'm going to be worn out because I usually have to dig and feed dig and weed the garden or walk the dog and then I have to go and do the shopping and then I might be teaching a class I might teach four classes and then I come home and you know have to do everything else that people do in the house um it just makes me feel it enables me to have a more fulfilling life really being fit and healthy with my husband family and friends and if the grandkids want to go and do golf or whatever i can go yeah of course i can do that yeah can you go on a bike ride with us yeah i can do that yeah it's amazing and i think just hearing how many classes you teach and teach a week marlin is amazing i actually wasn't aware it was as many as that that's incredible oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so and I know you've been, te you've been teaching it for how many, how, I mean, you've been working. I've been teaching 25 years. 25 years now. Uh, in, in 19, in 1996, that's when I was asked by Cambridge City Council to teach 50 plus classes. So it's a long time ago now. And I wasn't qualified and within a month I was qualified and that's, like the trials and starts for the GP referral. So, yeah. you know, I've been in it from sort of the beginning and I've enjoyed every minute, to be quite honest. Oh, that's amazing. And you've been a true inspiration for us, Marlene. And you... Yeah, I'm not retiring yet. Good stuff. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> um, so, Marlene, just, um, just to say thank you so much for joining me today. Um, whilst I know that we talk reasonably regularly via email with regards to work things, um, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you today in this more insightful way. And I, I feel like I know you a little bit better as a result. So it's been really lovely. Um, thank you, so thank you so much for your time um, and best wishes for all the classes in the future. Cheers, bye for now. enjoyed this episode be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast series and of course tell your friends it was my absolute pleasure to chat to Marlene today and hear how passionate she is about her work and in helping others if you could or know somebody else who might benefit from the services offered by an exercise referral program please contact your local Healthy You coordinator for more information by visiting healthyyou.org.uk Healthy You is a free service to support Cams and Peterborough residents to live more healthy lives. The service is funded through Cambridgeshire County Council and Peterborough City Council and is 100% free. Thank you for listening. <laughs>